My plan is boobs. Well, that's the code open. Um, <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 5310.22.1. Welcome aboard Starships, Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me this week, she enjoys nothing more than a large glass of canard by the light of a transgalactic fold in the fabric of space. It's Ambassador Danae. What is that? Hello. What does that? What does that mean? So canard is a Cardassian, like gooey tar-like oily liquor. Okay, so it's like keeping up with the Kardashians. Got it. And a transgalactic fold in space is a wormhole. So you enjoy Cardassian gooey stuff inside you as you look into a wormhole. There's lots of holes going on. There's Jesus. lots of yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's okay. been a week. You know what? You're right. <laughs> you know me well. <laughs> I, know, I know what she likes. Oh my goodness. How are you? I'm good. I have a little sick one. Oh no. Well, I don't know if she's still sick. She's feeling better today, but it was a weekend filled with me caring for a little one. So I'm okay, but I'm thinking about her constantly. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I did wonder why a small child was beamed into sick bay, and the cat doctor was just like, "I don't do kids," and just put her away in a well, box. She's in the buffer. Oh, just left in the buffer. Yeah, oh, we're back to strange new worlds. Well, why wouldn't we be? No, that's true. It's awesome. <laughs> I want that show back. But we're not here for Strange New Worlds. We're here for Lower Decks. But how was the last 10 days where I wasn't on the ship? You've been in charge of the ship for 10 days. <sighs> Honestly, it's been a relief. What? Yeah. But I run such a loose ship tightly. Or a tight ship loosely. You know, but you're also like super annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just trying to think of something clever to say and then I I couldn't it's fast enough so I just went straight to mean. Yeah, straight to mean. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I do have some notes about the state of the ship. Um, like where's one of the nacelles? We had four and no, we had three and one of them is missing. It's my favorite uh -huh. one. Well, let's talk about the wormhole again. Um, you stuck a nacelle in the wormhole? Of course. Good. Just sailed it right in there yeah. along with some transmitters to get data. You know, uh, it, it's, it's data, but it's fine. No, not data, data. Oh, but data is in there as well. To, data is collecting data. Yeah. But I didn't know that he was on the ship or they were on the ship. I think he's he. I think he identifies as he. I'm just saying I didn't realize right. until now that yeah. data was on the ship collecting data. His brother? Isn't his brother crazy? <laughs> no, his brother's law. I'm just being a but. If you had a third bro brother that was called data. I didn't say... I was saying collecting information. I wasn't saying data. Why didn't you say that? You said data. Oh my god! <laughs> this is why I didn't miss you. <laughs> right, well, I'll be gone for another ten days. Then I'm so sorry. Other than that, the ship is fine. But we are here to talk about Lower Deck season three, episode six, um, which is called "Here All Trust None." <gasps> what do you think that means? Do you think it means there's just going to be a lot of talking in this episode? I would not think so. Okay. I think there's going to be a conspiracy. The butt organisms. You know, the, 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 the butt parasites that you can't see the thing I'm doing the podcast with my hand. listeners, <laughs> yeah. Ian has cupped his hands in front of him <laughs> as if receiving water from like, yeah. a, you know, and is just jiggling them up. Bit of irrigation in there. But yes, a conspiracy with the butt parasites, I think. But yes. That's what you think this mm -hmm. episode's about? Yeah. Okay. Why us mention it last week? It's not just for the sake of a reference. And with that, we'll see you in 10 forward for a 4D week. <laughs> you no. sound so defeated. We may, may or may not be there. I'm sorry, Captain. Shit. 
welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, Ambassador, what would you like from the Quark 2000? Whatever that was. Uh huh, it's a replicator. We've added bits on it. No, I mean, whatever that drink was, it was like, it was like tiered layers of color. Oh, it could have been like a Samarian sun. Is it Samarian sunset or. S- I mean, you're asking me, and of course, I know all the answers to Star Trek. No, we watched things. this episode though. It's a Sumerian d- d- Good Samaritan not Sunrise. Danae. Damn it, Deanna asked for it That's from me. Data. A Good Samaritan Sunrise. It wasn't. It's made in the traditional. Fa- a dang it, dang it. A anyway, it's a colorful drink. Um, and I would like a gold pressed latinum tooth. Mm, to not drink? to drink. No, no, no. Just to have. But that's not the question. The question is, what are you going to drink? Okay, well, to drink, I will have the tears of a recently phasered friend. That's perfect. That sounds more like what I would say. It's and what a- <laughs> I have done is what you... It yep. is Sumerian. I just looked it up. Sumerian? Or Samarian. Samarian? Sunset. Samarian sunset? Mm-hmm. The Samarian yeah. sunset was a beverage which initially appeared clear, but when the rim of the glass was tapped sharply, a swirl of orange and gold luminescence, blah, 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 blah. Nice. I think that's what I would like. Wait, no, that was your drink. <laughs> so <laughs> this week, this week, Ambassador, can you give us a plot synopsis? Okay, you dropped this on me the last second. <laughs> you and, volunteered! And you, you said, I've got this, Captain. Yeah, I super got it. All right, so in this episode, we have so much happening. There is... People breaking into ships. There's people not breaking into ships. There's gambling happening. There's friendships being formed. There's uh, there's a people, the Kardashians. <laughs> no. Who? Uh, what are they? Cardassians. Uh, the Cardassians. But they're not in this episode. Oh, okay. There's this war. It was dominating, and the bad stuff happened with that. And now we're trying to be friendly, friendly, and we're bringing some alcohol. And for some reason, the burrito has to bring the alcohol when another ship can't, because it's got to go to a brown hole, which we all know is just a reference to a butthole. And it's supposed to be funny, and it really wasn't that funny to me. No. But we're not talking about the show. This is the synopsis part. <clears throat> Fuck. So then they all get together on Deep Space Nine, and the people not the Cardassians, but the other ones that are different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. another gamma quadrant species that i can't remember the name of okay then why are you talking about the Cardassians at all because they built deep space nine so and we're all part of the dominion war and stuff they're the big bads but, anyway, they, so these people show up they got a bomb uh and and shenanigans happen where the negotiations for peace don't negotiate peacefully but thanks to plot conveniences everything turns out just fine and also we got to face our friends welcome to danae describes an episode perfectly that's great that's thank, great thank you, captain yeah i don't even i'm not even going to rehash thank you, captain. that um, we're just going to go straight into it what well, did you I love about this episode i loved her <laughs> shooting people exactly, yes <laughs> my goodness like danae was like kind of quiet through most of the episode while i was freaking out and loving all of it if, until oh we got God. to like the second mariner starts firing she's just giggling like giggling in the corner and i'm like you absolute sadist like <laughs> this is this is why we struggle to make friends because you're just like i'm gonna phaser him yay if, i mean okay so i had a couple of notes that were like <laughs> yep. you don't you don't know what you're missing until you've seen ian watch an episode oh, of star man. trek because he giggles like a little child so it's like spaceships on screen uh space ports on screen cool um like really interesting like I don't know, flights of ships on screen, different mm-hmm, references mm-hmm. on screen, and he's giddy and giggling. And mm-hmm. I'm just quiet, you know, I'm just watching or whatever. 
But when Mariner gets permission from her girlfriend to just be a total bitch and turn up her sass to level 10, I was so happy. I was like giddy, genuinely and truly giddy. It's like, I, I think. Of their giggling, like, <laughs> it was the best. It was absolutely the best part. Hold on. There was a quote. What did she uh-huh. say that she was living out her dreams oh, manifesting manifesting her dreams or something actualizing, actualizing her dreams, her dreams. <laughs> i was dead i, I was like kind of <laughs> coin flip i was like maybe danae isn't going to enjoy this and she's just losing her shit and giggling <laughs> as all of these people are getting phased because i think mariner is actualizing your dreams like i think you've been many times in a room filled of people that you're like i could destroy them but i don't like that person that i become when i destroy them so i'm gonna just sit in the corner and drink my tea and really, you just want to phase them all. I think she got on the table and she's like, everyone shut the fuck up. And I was <laughs> like, yes! Shoot the ceiling with a phaser. Claim your power. Just say what's on your mind. And if they can't deal with it, then that's all right. I Get guess. it. I mean, there are times when we don't say these things and I know that's true. But Mariner, mm-hmm. I remember watching that very first episode of season one. And I wasn't sure if I liked Mariner. Mm-hmm. But then by yeah. the end of that first episode, I was super into mm-hmm. her. And she was so delightful. She's great. Uh, I didn't, I've seen, I've watched the show for three years now. And I didn't realize how Danae Mariner is. Like until watching it with you, there is just, there's, it's really, really fun to <laughs> find she, your character. She has some qualities that I definitely possess. And I'm at this part in my life right now where I'm really embracing like, I I I just I kind of don't want to give a shit about whether people like me or not. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. kind of want to be me, and if people don't like me, not make that the okay. focus of what you're. It doesn't mean you're actively trying to piss people off, but that's not your front and center. You're putting you first. There are times when someone needs to jump on a table and get everyone's attention yeah. in a shocking manner, and mm-hmm. when everyone's panicking because they're losing their oxygen, that's a really good time to let that out. For real, yeah. Now, if they're all like just playing Monopoly or something. You know, there might have been a better way. You well, might you have shoot said, the Monopoly board first. Exactly. There are steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you still want to play? Now you're getting mm-hmm. phasered. What about you? What was your favorite? I think I know your favorite oh, part. I, yeah, on, and this is the problem. The episode didn't get better than this for me. That cold open is, I think, the best cold open I've ever seen to an episode. It just suckered me in and it's not fair. So, I mean, because... It's not just like the glory shot of, well, we have a mission and we've been redirected, so let's go to Deep Space Nine. Like, we all knew they were going to Deep Space Nine at, at some point. Or like the nerds. Did we? The nerds the did. Nerds, like, yeah, they, it was yeah. in the trailer and stuff. Oh, so okay, it's, okay. It's okay. If you were okay. making notes, that's fine. Um, but it just... And then just the music started. The music started. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. And then... Do, 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 do. Do, 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 Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. It's it's an incredibly underrated theme tune. It's so great, and then the the like the 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 animated HDness of Deep Space Nine is so so great. Oh my god, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and then Shaq's just like slamming it immediately, just calling it because. So huh, huh, I'll explain the the Dominions and the Cardassians in a minute. It's fine, but right now. The, 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 just, hey, what are we going to do? Let's just let's just circle the pylons and look impressive while we're stalling to come aboard, and then they repeat the joke, and it's just it so him. funny. 
It's like, well, we've done our lap. What should we do? Keep going. Okay. <laughs> it's such a slam on like just the opening credits just being like, what are they doing? Just doing all of these glory shots of Deep Space Nine. And because like usually the openings are like really kinetic and you have the ship zooming about. You can't do that on a stationary space station. So no. like, what do we do? Okay. Glory shots. Um, it's such a great it's just open. docking so porn good. either that it or is. it's just moving docking porn is something oh, very God. different it really oh is very my different. goodness uh, just a please do not google okay, docking okay. porn okay hold on a second hold no. on a second can we do like a really quick note for editing yep okay here's my note for editing yep. for you can we insert some sort of like warning <laughs> that cuts in right then in the show and goes uh, like just something that's like an announcement maybe even as jeremy if he'll just record like cinemasins does not endorsing does not endorse googling talking porn no it does endorse docking porn but it doesn't endorse googling docking yeah. porn there we go like wouldn't that be so yeah, funny if it just like amazing. cut away yep. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would do it if we asked him. It would. No context either. I need you to say these words, Jeremy. Please send them to me now. <laughs> or just like, just oh, a straight goodness. thing, like as, men- like as mentioned, I just don't Google that. Yeah, do not Google this. <laughs> Amazing. Um, right, Jesus, where was I going? Um, oh, we're talking about docking porn. Okay. Wait, no, nope, <laughs> nope. Wait, no. Because, man, there is like the Defiant, every- people in the chat will know what the Defiant looks like. The Defiant has this nose on, like, the front of it. And if you imagine this is the Deep Space Nine docking port, and this is the Defiant's nose today. I'm doing little fingers. It, it, it does that. It, like, just goes and docks right inside of it. So the Defiant is very much docking with Deep Space Nine. Well, I mean, that's what they do in spaceports, right? Yeah, but this, like, usually the ship doesn't go inside. Like, the nose of the Defiant goes inside the dock. Usually they just butt up against each other. But anyway, I feel um, like we need to take a break for just a moment. And everybody needs to just take just take a breather. We'll just you know like yeah. So the Dominion War was between like the the basically like the Bajorans who was like uh, Kira who was okay. the one in red. Oh we, yeah, we gotta talk about that in command of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, okay, yeah, Kira. I think I remember her. So she is in Deep Space Nine. She's one of the main characters, voiced by um, Nanar Visitor. Is she the one that's married to Tuva? No, Odo. No. Odo. Yes. They don't get married, but they're oh, in a relationship. Odo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Odo. No, but that's not who I was thinking of. Because I, I no remembered her face a little bit, uh-huh. but I never watched Deep Space Nine, so. Oh, okay. No, then you wouldn't. I mean, you know Odo, the security chief, though. I do the know shapeshifter. Odo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So basically, the, the, the uh, Federation basically steps in and says, hey, Cardassians, you can't suppress the Bajorans anymore you must leave and they decide to leave that combined with um that combined with the Bajorans kind of kicking some butt and stuff but the Deep Space Nine was built by the Cardassians as a mining thing but the Bajorans reclaimed it and with Starfleet decided to like kind of keep it and then a wormhole suddenly opened and it brought all of this tourism and all of this money and stuff to Bajor but then it also brought an evil race called the Dominion, who was like a conglomeration of the founders, the Jem'Hadar, and another race that I can't remember right now. That was good. And they they came in and started like invading and shit, teamed up with the Cardassians, and then the Klingons joined in as well and became enemies no. of the Federation. And then oh wait, left. no, no, the, the Klingons joined the Dominion. 
Yeah. The fuck? I know, right? Oh, how because, was feeling? Beca- because a a a shapeshifter pretended to be Gowron and redirected all of the Klingons to do bad stuff. But then eventually there was a big war, the Romulans joined in and it's uh, a fake. But, but which, and then, which side? Like you said that they joined no, the in. The Romulans joined us. Oh. The Romulans joined okay. our side. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, all right. So but then yeah, eventually like- the Klingons rejoined us once they figured out that bad Gowron was bad, and then um, it all ended, and then Cisco jumped into the wormhole, and we haven't seen him since. All right, cool. Who's Cisco? Captain Cisco, Benjamin Cisco, played by Avery Brooks. He was the captain of Deep Space Nine, basically. Commander, then captain. Anyway, that's a potted history of Deep Space Nine. So, lower decks. <laughs> you know, there's these moments where, as a friend to somebody who's very yes. passionate, yes, you just take the time to listen, yes. But not actually listen. That's fine. And that's just what I've done. I know that deep down you have it in your brain now. Somewhere. And you will you will appreciate right. this episode so much more. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that, that tells me. But, but does it help this episode at all? No, and that's good because we shouldn't have to watch Deep Space Nine to enjoy this show. No, that's one of my sins because you kind of have to have watched Deep Space Nine to <laughs> enjoy this really. episode. I, no, I enjoyed it. Well, that was one of my big questions, actually. Did you actually enjoy it going in... <laughs> going in dry going in without any any other knowledge of deep space nine <laughs> i'm sorry docking has ruined me okay well do we need to take another like little break <laughs> no <clears throat> to answer your question no i don't think i needed to have seen anything on deep space nine here's what was interesting mm-hmm, when mm-hmm, the kieran mm-hmm. person appeared it did like the extra long second shot on that character where with it was the like, reflection of the wormhole in the the window yes oh it was so pretty but because i was distracted by like why are we seeing so much screen time of this person mm-hmm. i didn't notice this the wormhole i was mm. like oh this must be someone important like yeah, this must uh-huh. be a cameo and yeah. i can hear the echoes of a thousand fans being like <laughs> oh my god oh my god it's karen reese yes so clearly i'm gonna miss some things mm-hmm. but i knew who quark was yes. obviously which is quark kind of transcends all of deep yeah. space nine and star trek he's managed to appear everywhere like one of his franchises is in picard oh that's fun wait did it's we really know cool. that when they go to stardust city um stardust oh. city and they do like the external shot there's a big quarks bar i, I lost that. it that is amazing mm-hmm. i totally missed that no see quark i knew and it's interesting to see quark animated and i did have a little bit of that moment so I didn't know the theme music to Deep Space Nine, but bum, I knew bum, that. Bum, bum. But I knew that bum, you bum, 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 were really excited bum, about it because you were bum, screaming. You were happily screaming from it's across so the room. So great! And I'm, I'm just like we've been begging for a HD remaster of Deep Space Nine. It probably won't ever happen. This animated version of Deep Space Nine is the closest we're going to get to a HD version of it, and it's so. Pretty. It was really pretty. Yeah. So and that's the good. thing is, so there's things about it that are really pretty that I can appreciate. And I can even appreciate that there's characters I don't know because center screen are still the characters that I'm here to watch, mm-hmm. which is, you know, our yeah. haphazard crew doing what they're doing. And there's enough hap- happening on the burrito that was interesting for me this episode. Um, the stuff with Boim Boim wasn't really super interesting to me, except mm-hmm. for that I knew that it played onto the, oh, what is the name of their race? The cork? The Frangi? The Frangi. Yeah. Like that they're really greedy. And so. Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun to see them play into the Fringy, like, uh, just their greed. greed and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so to see that kind of play out and that he was being really lucky. I didn't expect him to be lucky. I was expecting him to just. I have issues with, with that. That's in my sinning. There's a big bit on like the double table. Like he's just done really well and he's not actually cheating. It just it was going well for him yeah. as he was gambling. And then to turn it all in at the end for like this 
you know, gift card to the store and then it comes out in like full Ferengi gear. so great. And he would have left the Latinum behind anyway because like Starfleet don't need it. They don't need money. You know, the other thing though that I I did find myself like um, genuinely enjoying was to see Quark animated because there's something that they can't do in the live action, which is move his eyebrows, right? Because it's just like this this headpiece that sits still. So when he's animated, all of a sudden he's like arching his brow and stuff. Oh, that's I, and I didn't was even notice fascinated that. Fascinated by it because there's expressions that we never got from yeah. our quirk. Like our quirk, it was just this big old mm-hmm. headpiece foam latex thing that they did, and maybe it moved a little bit. Mm. But for the actor to really express through eyebrows, yeah. it has to be such a specific application for those prosthetics. And I learned this by watching Face Off, uh, which mm. is one of my favorite reality oh, TV great. shows. Yeah. Um, and so for the the people underneath there to be able to like really animate and move their mm-hmm. eyebrows around. But that entire forehead piece is like one huge piece. Yeah. So to see Quark be extra animated was kind of delightful. That's so it interesting. Him... I need to rewatch it now. I didn't even think of that. Because like Quark for that's me great. was always pretty deadpan. Oh, always. You know? Yeah, this is the most animated ha-ha we've ever seen. Him. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah. So it was a little jarring in a way mm. because I'm watching him like really express. Is that what Ferengis do? And he was ducking behind the bar when the when the race uh, shows up that's coming for like peace talks or whatever they're coming for. Mm-hmm. The race we can't remember because we didn't. I I, I, I think it's, the, I think they're called the Karami. Okay, that's right. that sounds right. Yeah. So when the Karami show up, um, they end up, you know, pulling the curtain back and Quark has essentially stolen their technology to Mm -hmm. create this replicator drink that he's saying that he created. And so that's sort of like the big ha of the show kind of towards the end for Quark. Um, But like he's jumping behind the bar and like acting cowardly. And I was obsessed with watching his eyebrows. I don't know anything he said (laughs) because I was obsessed with watching his expression. Is that weird? Uh, No, that's not weird. I just, I was the opposite. I think I was so locked in to being excited that um we were hearing armin shimmerman talk again who director that plays quark i was so locked onto his voice that i didn't look at his face so i didn't notice like the extra animation at all that's so interesting i'm yeah. really i'm i'm gonna have to rewatch that now and have a look that's it was so really great. great to hear the voice so like you mentioned yeah. and to think like that voice actor went mm. into the sound booth and put in the prosthetics into his you mouth hear, you can hear it you can hear it through the teeth yeah, it's, it's so great mike mcmahon made a job somebody said a question did armin have did armin wear the full ferengi get up and mike mcmahon is like well we didn't ask him to he just turned up in it <laughs> which is and great why wouldn't you he would. he like, absolutely would you know every year for halloween you're tempted absolutely you know but it's so great. this is a great it, it was really fun to see all of that come back and i don't i really don't think i needed to see it to understand what the show i think this episode was doing mm. was kind of putting the captain in a position of diplomacy that she was a bit uncomfortable with but then also putting uh, Tendi. I think this was Tendi's episode. It really was. Like, I... Man, this episode, like, accelerated through so many... Like, you have four stories plus squeezing in Deep Space Nine love as well. Like, this might yeah. be the most ambitious um, episode that I've ever watched of Lower Decks because it could have traded on the glory shots of Deep Space Nine and a ton of cameos, but it was super restrained with the cameos. It gave Tendi a really meaningful story. Mariner and Boimler, less so, but good. fine. Yeah, it but doesn't good. need it doesn't to be need on to every be about angle. Them. Yeah. Nope. Um, and then a good little, like, classic Quark story of him, like, us wanting to think the best of him and him fucking up and then getting paid for it. Like, getting his comeuppance at the end. Like, that is a classic <laughs> DS9 story. What was his line at the end? Because Captain was like, 
uh, you know, you did come out on top because you're not in prison. Like, would you would you prefer to be <laughs> broke over in prison? He's like, no. no. <laughs> it was great. And also they developed a, like a tiny little sprinkling of the security officer with Kira. Oh, because Shrek's, they had this yeah. sort of back and forth battle uh-huh. of who saved who the most. And that's it's so funny because whenever two Bajorans meet up, they invariably have a history of fighting in the resistance. And oh they they do that. Like, oh, do you remember that time when we did this? And that competitive instead of a competitive this is my body count, it's well I say no, you saved me. No, you saved me more than once. Mm-hmm. It's such a lower decks thing to do. And yeah, it was I really fun. So they did. They did a lot. And if there was something that I thought a couple of times is it was almost a little bit too fast paced because we just were oh, like completely. zipping around yeah. from thing to thing. But that's sort of the style of the mm-hmm. show anyway. Like yeah. you jump in, a quick hit of a joke you jump back out. Mm. Um, I still had a great time. I'm going to check my notes to see if there's anything else. No, in my please do. Um, I love Tendi's storyline. I really, really did. I love the, that she's the, she's always bucking against the stereotype of Orions and they specifically mentioned the female Orions as well, because this is one of like, one of the worst things about the original series was the lack of nuance when it came to how women were presented. I don't think the original series did a good job by women for the most part and the orions are like a big part of that because they were the stereotypical green aliens with large breast tissue and dancing around and their pheromones would seduce men and the male orions would use this seducivness to trap people and that was pretty like sirens or something yeah like sirens exactly the same and even the jj abrams like um the first star trek movie kirk is sleeping with an orion and that's kind of the but of the joke. So I love that Tendi is like, hey, some of us aren't even born with those pheromones. Like they're oh. a thing, but we don't all have them. And not every Just the Orion popular is a girls pirate. have the big boobs, okay? Right. Um, but I, I love that so much. And I love that line of everything I learned about Orions I read in books, not the good ones. The, the ones with, with the, the boobs, boobs on, on the, the cover. cover. <laughs> and it's so great. It's such a nod to, hey, Orions are way deeper than than what the original series and even enterprise showed us like they enterprise really leaned into the orion slave trade stuff and yeah just made them super duper one note um so i love that i think that's that ticks all my boxes I love what it. i liked about tendy's story in this episode was that they gave little hints when she was talking to the male orion mm. and she was like kind of basically ducking the conversations about her parents yeah And I thought, oh, okay, are they going to like answer this question later in the series? But once again, one of my favorite parts of the show is that they get to the solution pretty quick. So by the end of the episode, it's clear that her parents were pirates Mm -hmm. and she was just not wanting to like capitalize on that. And I once they got like trapped in the ship, I thought, I wonder what's going to happen here Mm -hmm. because they always turn something a little bit unexpectedly. So the male who's been, you know, He's got the the special Orion tool that can hack into a ship. Like, I wondered what they were going to do. So to turn him into someone who doesn't know what he's doing and then allow Tendi to, like, turn into a superhero? Berserker Tendi is my favorite. Like, she just goes ham at the, at the people. And then the last guy just jumps he, over the he edge. He killed he's himself. Like, I'm not doing this. He's like, I would, I'd just rather die <laughs> than deal with an Orion pirate coming at my face wearing a Starfleet uniform. It's incredible. I know I love that so much. Just her kicking butt. Like, Tendi is, for me, the most complex character in the entire series. Like, she has this 
thing inside her that she's always trying to suppress. Like she has more, I think she has more rage than Mariner does. I and was going to say. Keeping, them, keeping uh-huh. it under wraps because she has to. Like she can't let that side of Tendi out but or she she's did. kicked out of Starfleet. Yeah. But she did. She did. She when ripped she a tooth ripped out of a man's yeah. head. Yes. <laughs> and then someone in the background was like, that tool has a tooth, tooth remover? <laughs> So great. so great. It was really cool to see. And I like that we get to see these different kinds of parts of them. Um, Robot mm-hmm. Boy still kind of annoys me because he just seems to be... Vapid. Just happy all the time. Yeah, he's just kind of an extra... I guess we learned you know, that he has um, a past where he was maybe more filled with rage and maybe even more of the kind of personality to risk things and be more mm-hmm. pirate-like. Yeah. Like Robot Boy before his personality was, like yeah, one was cut out. Yeah, he absolutely been a pirate. Yeah, yeah he would have been like a pirate. So he kind of went on the pendulum and swung the other way and he's mm-hmm. kind of nice and... Okie dokie. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but Tendi, I haven't really been that interested in. She's just been kind of like, I'm super excited to be here. Mm. Um, but obviously accelerating everything is another clue that I've been given. So for her to have suddenly these abilities i wonder what it would be like for me to go back and watch season one fully mm. season two fully because again i skipped over i would love the to entirety of season yeah. two um and wonder okay sure she's holding back pretty hard here but mm. if she has the skills to do these kinds of things why is she holding back in all of these previous yeah. episodes so i'm kind of curious if it's like how the other audience so maybe you know you guys who have been watching all the seasons does it feel like this isn't in line with her character or does it kind of usurp that she's been holding back it's like the the, i could be misremembering because i haven't rewatched season one and two ahead of season three so i'm like a year between each one but for me the best thing about season three is that they have given it to the side characters like they have really used it to develop rutherford and tendy and a little bit little bit more mariner and give her like the softer side of having a girlfriend and really dealing with her demons and stuff completely sidelined boimler like we're not doing anything with boimler at all for whatever reason this episode it just this entire season feels like it's done nothing with boimler other than make him bold and and that's it yeah (laughs) and the season one and two like i feel like rutherford and tendy took like a super backseat and it was all about boimler and mariner and um, they were really front and center. So I don't know that you'd have, mm. you might find it even stranger because you're like, wow, where did these guys come from? But it's one of my favorite things. It really, like, I love focusing, especially on Tendi. Um, but yeah, we'll see where the rest of the season goes with it. Well, that's good to know because I feel like that just again confirms that the writers are really thinking about their intentionality mm-hmm. with the characters. Yeah, I think they're trying to give him more more space, more screen time. And without sounding like a broken record, I think we've learned just even from the interviews that we've been able to do on the podcast that there's so much intention at yeah. every step because of just a love for the product. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to know that it's not like a... I can see them thinking about these kinds of decisions, like yeah. knowing what her background is and being careful with her in other scenes. Mm-hmm. Cause it makes sense that she would be kind of more in the background in previous seasons. Yeah. So but I'm really liking this season because I don't, I don't need Boimler mm-hmm. um, to, for this to, to sing for me, but maybe Boimler is like the, the fanboy. I think that's what he's different. He's the conduit. He's always been yeah. the conduit of the most like stereotypical fan. And yeah. he's the one that's most excited to be on DS nine wants to play on the Dabo table, knows all of the tricks, but is still tricked by them because I think he enjoys the process. Um, and maybe that's why he's not getting as much to do because he's a little bit 
too one note like if we focused on him it would kind of like when i, I was seeing all of the pips on them and i'm like it's three years later and they're all still ensigns is there a danger of this because it's kind of stuck the general thing is you these are really driven people so they want to progress through starfleet so they should be lieutenants lieutenant commander moving on like you can have your own ship within nine years if that's the path that you're on so what is wrong that they're still ensigns but you can't promote them because then it's not lower decks anymore so mm-hmm. i i wonder like i'm just happy for them to continue on and on and on forever i just wonder if the stories get less believable the more it goes on it's entirely possible also something that they mentioned in a recent episode i think it was you know you're going to be doing this soon you're going to be in boiler you're going to be dead soon remember that? Yeah. <laughs> so they're even in the way that they're writing the characters yeah. acknowledging that this can't last forever yeah, so i'm curious where they're going to you know take the story so super interesting i love it right okay so we do some sins yes let's do some sins actually uh, i'll check my notes real quick do you have anything else that you wanted to i i did have one other thing here i it. guess i'll mention while we're waiting mm-hmm. and that is i really enjoyed the ritos shirt oh read the r-i-r-i-t-o-s yeah it was the cerrito but it was just uh-huh. the rito so and that, i want that shirt they sell it they absolutely what? sell it so this started I want one captain all the five so <laughs> we, this started with why, why do i need five um because i want four <laughs> So this started on Discovery, and when they were doing like uh, they were doing like a gym class or something, and they were doing laps of the ship, and they were just wearing a T-shirt that said Disco, and so Mike McMahon saw the Disco T-shirt and was like, "Well, let's do let's do the Cerritos equivalent then," and did Ritos. It's so great. I love it. I want it. Want it. Well, want it. Want it. I want one too. Yes, please. Um, my favorite gag I think was it was a dark and stormy, and then insert oh, the star yes. date here. <laughs> That was really good. Because that's one of like our go-to sins is if like a story opens when it's dark and it's raining, it's the stereotypical moody story beginning. So the sin is just it was a dark and stormy night. Um so yeah, I'm like, that was Are good. watching our videos. It's so, so fun. Um yeah, yeah I think I that's, think that's it. it from me. Yeah, I think um, I covered all my notes basically, just in our general chat. So Nice. Yeah. Well, with that, let's head to battle damn it. Let's head to our battle stations, everybody. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <sighs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-energize our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. I, I don't have a lot. I have my same old moan and gripe. So you okay. you first, Dambassador. Okay, uh... me first. So <laughs> I didn't understand how deep space. So so in this in this show, mm-hmm. the not. Cardassians come in for their negotiations yep. and they get frustrated when they see Quark having stolen technology mm-hmm. and then yep. they take their bomb off which is like an energy bomb yeah. chuck uh, it to EMP a panel of some sort. Yeah. And, yeah, and then when the little thing explodes the panel shuts down mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine all the electricity turns off mm-hmm. but then it also shuts down for the burrito yeah. and I don't understand how that happens. I mean it's linked maybe they're doing a data transfer it i had the same sin but i dismissed it because i was like sure fine it's... do you mean data transfer nope okay the data transfer 
the data. Um, but I thought, no, it's not. It's it's possible. But yeah, it bugged me. Like, it should... Deep Space Nine should not be that easy to shut down. Like, why did the Dominion do that? Like, that, this device is OP. It's definitely a good for storytelling and it's good for moving things along quickly. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those moments when you watch a show like this where you have to just not ask questions. But it was very... That was well, very sinful. I had more questions on that device. Like, the bad guys do the stereotypical thing of... Like, they all know that he has an EM pulse device, like, in his jacket. So there's no need for him to say, and if that doesn't work, we'll go to plan B, and then shows the bomb jacket. It's like, you've already discussed this plan ahead of time. Why are you rehashing it on board the ship? I kind of wish that he would have just pulled it back and it would have just been, like, juicy boobs. Oh, my goodness. You know, just to prove the point about boobs being overused Uh before. (laughs) My plan is boobs! Well, that's the cold open. Um... Um, it just it, it's the stereotypical bad guy thing and i was like you're gonna give yourself away just to exposit the plan to an audience that you shouldn't know is there it's, yeah it's so great yeah it was definitely for the audience mm-hmm. but that's one sin that i think i'd go for what about you yeah um well i had another one on the ball as well is that shaq's when he sees the ball get thrown, he dives, Shax dives at Kira to save her, which makes me think the ball was aimed at her. And did they just get lucky that it actually hit the, the comm panel? panel? Because it, like, what yeah. was he aiming for? Because and he what, needs it to interface with the computer. What would have happened if it would have hit Kira? It, it would have just fallen off her head. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it, it was actually just meant to shut down all of her systems and kill her. Like, Apparently. I, I don't know yeah. what the aiming was like on, on Good that. Good catch. And the point is, the show wants us to think that this is a bomb when actually it's a... It's an electronic device that does yes. something else. Well, yeah. to that point of, well, what was the plan here? What if there wasn't a gold tooth in that guy's face? Oh my God. What was the backup plan? Like, oh man, it's uh, It was very important timing yeah, uh-huh. that there was a gold tooth that would stop the plasma shooting yeah. ray mm-hmm. gun. What is it? Who? Who? Anyway, the gold tooth definitely <laughs> yeah. had to have been the conju- there. Thing. Yeah. It was very convenient. Um, but yes, um, I think that was your, yeah, what's your next one? Uh, that was mine. The gold tooth was the next one. Do oh, you wanna... shoot. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Um, so many candles in um, Jennifer's friend salon just we would immediately send that um so many candles why yeah why do these things always need candles that is a standard cinema sense and is just candles yeah what about boimler having coins at the ready um he knew he was going to 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 quarks so what about boimler having coins at the ready just replicate them i know that kind of breaks the economy but what about economy yeah what, what is that so does he just have a coin purse, you know, in his locker for just such an occasion as this? It's one of the things that breaks DS9 a little bit because they tried DS9 was all about showing that there is a universe outside of Starfleet. So whereas Earth and Starfleet has decided money doesn't matter, they still have to interact with species that do think it matters. And the Ferengi are one of the most um infamous ones. So their currency is gold pressed latinum and it is this thing that has no inherent value other than the value that we've put upon it. So it's kind of the worst bits of, of capitalism. So it's always been a thing of, well, where is Starfleet getting the money from if they don't value money? And how are they playing at the Dabo wheel? Um, it's never really explained other than they get an allowance from someone somewhere. I just wrote a sin on a, on a script that isn't coming out yet, so I can't mm-hmm. tell you exactly what it is, but... <gasps> It's an animated character that pays for clothing, but the animated character isn't wearing anything on their person 
to indicate that they would have a place <laughs> to keep their money. And yeah, so my uh-huh. sin is just like, don't think about where the money comes from. Don't think about where the money. And that's like the same thing here. It's like, where is it coming from? Yeah. Why, why would this be? I don't, don't think about where it's shoved. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it too. You much. might be thinking about it too, I'm much, but about it too much. Economy sins in general are great in Star Trek because great. You don't believe in money. What about the people that do that yeah. you have to interact with? What about um, you? What's the next one for you? So for me, the next one was, and I kind of had to undo this sin, but oh. for the first half of the episode. I'm kind of done with relationship drama. Mariner specifically. Like the trope of, oh, I don't want to... There's this super successful relationship that I'm currently in and it's great, but this is this one thing that's holding me back and it's not wanting to meet the friends. Mm -hmm. And it just, it did feel a little bit tropey, but then I love where it ended up in Jennifer Jennifer being like, I don't care i actually want you to kick their butts and the way mariner then goes to do it but it kind of feels it does feel a little bit like mariner fights against her own instincts and then eventually needs her own instincts so what's the lesson we're learning here is she learning anything because at the minute everyone is telling her to just go back to her her most like kind of instinctive impulses and i don't know if there's a lot of nuance to what she's learning but hey maybe i'm asking for too much from a cartoon you know what I'm asking too much about coins and you're asking too much yep. about relationship. Mm-hmm. But it goes it, hand in hand. I understand what you're thinking about. Yeah. Well, this is a simple one. Uh, Mariner, in that same moment, she fills her glass with a whole bunch of alcohol from the flask. Mm-hmm. It just seems like the flask had more alcohol than the glass could contain. And I would probably try to do some sort of like clever sin about there being uh, a way to like measure the amount of liquid ounces that's in the container and then look at the dimensions of the glass mm-hmm. and then make up some sort of like really complicated calculation yep. um, where on the screen it's got that confused like woman meme with all like the like <laughs> the, all the, the calculations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just it. at the end be like, yeah, this probably wouldn't actually. That's there's amazing. too much liquid in here. Yeah, Here, no, you know, it wouldn't work. So. Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. Um, Do you have any other sins? I am right. My next big one. I know you're you're fine with it, but this is my last one actually as well because it was such a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, was Boimler doesn't need to be here? Like the uh-huh. entire season, we aren't doing anything with Boimler, and maybe I'm. Maybe that's fine. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe that the point is that just because this is the man that's front and center, he doesn't have to be the main character, which I'm all aboard for. But. The first two seasons kind of pitch him as the main character and he's just so sidelined and I don't have a particular love for him because he's he is very annoying and very by the book and a bit of a plot stomper but it, we're just going to ignore him and just put him in a dabbo Aww. table. Oh, so know. you want him to grow up and move on, but you don't want him to grow up and move I on think, all at the no, same time. I think I want... This is what parenting feels like. That's why I'm not yeah. doing it. Um, I, th- <laughs> I think I want him to grow up and move on is what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay, okay. He, he doesn't need to be... He's just he's turning into Jerry from Rick and Morty. Like, oh, God. He really, really is. Uh-huh. It feels like he is. Like Ooh, becoming a bit a simple. It's a bit me. harsh. But... Yeah, because Jerry is one of the most annoying characters to ever be on an animated show of all time yeah. for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> And I but, don't know if he's that annoying. So no, yeah, you're right. Maybe I don't soft. quite agree with it. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's kind of fun too to let other characters like come come into play. But in this one, what was interesting is that they kind of positioned him as like the girls of the salon wanted him. Mm-hmm. They're like, he's so is he single? Blah blah yeah, blah. Which is uh-huh. why Mariner starts drinking. And there is that shift, isn't there? Because 
Pete Boimler's now gaining a reputation of being bold and getting more attractive. So I think He's it is building bold, to something. And he also is getting more attention from the leadership mm-hmm. for doing bold things. There, it cuts back to him and his hair is like all up and kind of like... Riker. Zhuzh, it's so very Riker. And his, this his happens shirt a lot. was open. Yeah. And he's like all casual and stuff. So it's like, what are they? Yeah, what are they doing with this character? Basically, whenever Boimler is on form, he begins to look like Riker or uh, Ransom. Like his hair gets like that. I'm expecting him to turn up with a beard at the beginning of like season four, <laughs> just like oh a purple God, beard. Yeah, that would be so amazing because he he does represent that super fan, and I don't think it's a coincidence that you are missing his presence because you are the super fan, and it's kind yeah. of like. You know, when we watch things, we look for someone just, I think, instinctively to relate to mm-hmm. so that we kind of know our place in a yeah. in an environment. And so he's an easy target for you. Yeah. And they're taking him away it's from strange. you. Kind of like you need an anchor. And Mariner's getting mm. B-plotted as well a little bit. But we have so many plots in here. There's like A, B, C, and B Oh, my plot. God. There's so many people. Just in this episode alone, there was like 5,000. Yeah. 5,000 <laughs> um, plots. One of my next sins was in the scene where Mariner decides to stun everyone and then they she stuns all the friends and lives out this sort of like fantasy of hers, this like like psychopathic fantasy. And then they she and her girlfriend, Jennifer, decide that it would be um, suspicious, Mm -hmm. I guess, if they were the only ones left standing in the room. Mm-hmm. So they kiss each other. Yeah. They do a two for stun. Yeah. Forgetting that people will still remember when they wake up that they're the ones that did it. Uh-huh. So <laughs> also that she has a phaser in her hand. Like the phaser kind of falls out when they're stunned yeah, a yes. bit. But even if someone was to walk in mm-hmm. and see everyone stunned and be like, oh, here's the incident report. Found a whole bunch of people passed out in this room. When they wake up, that uh-huh. incident report is being updated. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And if anybody walks in, that if anything, that looks like an orgy and everyone's just having a nap afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had All a great the candles time everywhere. Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, you're right. That incident report would absolutely give away. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We got phased a lot. Um, like, just admit that no you want to phase yourself. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. If you want to experiment with phasing, then do, then do it. But uh-huh. don't blame it on like it being curious. Like they're going to wake up and remember. Yep. Anyway, amazing. That's my biggest sin of the episode, I think. That's that's fair, totally fair. <laughs> um, I think that's everything that I have. Any other sins? Uh, nope, not for me. Amazing. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We had a super duper fun, fun time talking with the live audience. Um, where we do that every Monday at twelve p.m. Central, roughly on the YouTube um CSPN channel and on Cinema Sins Live on Twitch. Um, where you can now subscribe and support us and get some eventually some fun goodies that we're working on. Um, but yeah, super duper fun. Um, Ambassador. Would you recommend this as the first episode that anybody ever watches? No. No, okay. No, this is, there's too much going on. This would not be a good on. first episode of Lower Decks to watch. No, no, it really wouldn't. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm off to admire some tacky Cardassian eye sauce. And it's go destroy them, babe, for me. That's all. Live long and Podspur. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. <laughs> Remember when I said that I don't have hair? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but I still have to. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's all of the fun. Mm-hmm. I love that.
So <laughs> I have like three points. I have like plot, like story stuff, mm-hmm. good, and then sins. And the only thing I remember to write in the plot is Mariner avoids time with Jennifer. <laughs> That's, that's the synopsis the of this episode. episode. Yeah, that's you, it. Maybe I should try to do it this time. Yep, do it. <laughs> you sum it up. Yeah, yeah I love I'll, it. I'll try to sum it up. Amazing. So, Ian, usually we're in a different room together. And mm-hmm. I'm recording se- a separate then, mm-hmm. but we're good. Like, you've got a recording started for like what we're doing for podcasts, right? Wait, you're not recording? I, well, no. I'm, oh, I'm, this is going to be here. a really... I can do well, this on, one, on this one person. That's fine. Should I yell loud enough that it picks up on your I microphone? I think you've done that anyway. Yeah, I did. I do want, I do want like a little... A little like the the badges, like the circular badges that you sew onto jackets that has like the Enterprise on it. And what we need is like a Latin saying that goes with it. What would like, our saying be? Oh, it would just like, be like fuck it up. Us. I ding because I care. <laughs> yes. To what sin. What is I? To sin, to is, sin to is, live. is to say you care. To, yeah. to sin is to live. To, to sin is to. I like it. Oh. I think. I think to sin is to live. Sinliness good... is next to godliness. Sinius and Exodus. Sin- Tempus sinus. Do we need to find someone who knows how to speak yeah, Latin? We need to find someone who can speak Latin first, or else I'm just going to put us on the end of all of it. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, are you are you bleeping yourself on purpose? I did. I don't. It's just you know what's really strange is that what? if we were streaming at like 8 p.m., I would yeah. be swearing like a sailor. But because it's the early afternoon, I'm bleeping myself, which is very strange. That's like people who like get in vicinity of a church and just decide to change their mind. Oh no, that makes me swear more. But that's like the burning feeling that I get when I walk near a church. That's the spirit working within you. Yes, or trying to get out of me. Or <laughs> You told me off for saying damn yesterday. In front of Iris? Yep, she's old enough. She's five. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a minute. That's fine. Hey, everyone, come along to the battle stations. Shut Grab up. your buddy. Link arms. Link pinkies. Give a little smooch on the cheek. Mwah, let's go to our battles. They're so cute. We're little stoopy people. This reminds me of the outtake that you sent me from Star Trek, where they're all in the transporter room, and Patrick Stewart is like, engage. No, that's not what we say in here. What do we say in this room? <laughs> Energize. Yeah. Thank Energize. you. Energize. <laughs> that's what we say in this room. <laughs> like, what? His lines are just linked to whatever room he's in on the ship. What, um... Was it, what anniversary was it? Was it like the 35th or the something? 35th anniversary of TNG. Yeah, yeah, so it was the 35th anniversary and I had seen two or three posts and I was on Imager and somebody mm. had put together all those uh, bloopers from the DVD that you mentioned. Um, so they released, they've been around on the internet, but all of the bloopers and everything was released on the Blu-ray TNG that was released about five years ago. And it it's just hilarious and most of it is brent spiner goofing off in the background just being oh my a jerk gosh. to everyone so funny it's so so great there was this moment when Riker leans but he leans and falls over it was fantastic it's so great. It, like i think he'd forgotten a line and he just pretends to faint <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, how do i great. get out of this scene it's i'm great. just gonna faint so great okay okay i'm ready um if you are new to captain's pod which is basically ian's passion project for star trek mixed with sin uh, mm-hmm. So, Sinner. and I'm along for the ride as like the rediscovering Star Trek nerd. Is that how we're gonna say that? Um, yeah, you're being reintroduced to the the universe gently. I don't know where to like where to stop that either. What do you mean, like the well, reintroduction? Never. Well, like like 800 so, episodes. That's the goal. You know, last week I found that post on Etsy, mm-hmm. and there was those Star Trek boots, and I think, oh my goodness. and I'm like, I Buy think them. Ian has to see these, and I don't yeah. know what that line is, like, do you want me to just bombard you with All Star Trek it. stuff? Why? Everybody, okay, okay. everyone. No, tweet no, at- I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, no, do no. it, do it. No! Finish me, <laughs> ruin me with Star Trek stuff. I want to be tweeted all of the Star Trek merch that I won't be able to buy. 
JCD. Question for the post show. Which of these could you take in a fight? Martok, Gowron, or Duras? So, do we want to spend the next 15 minutes of me explaining who those people are to no, today? No, or just answer no, the question? no, no, no. I, I um, got this. The answer is neither. I'm running away. They are three Klingons. I would not win a fight against a Klingon child, let alone... Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. So funny. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I would absolutely lose. No, you would absolutely lose. Martok is like a war hero that is, I think, now currently the head of the Klingon Empire. Gowron is, you know, the memes where it says, glory to your house. Like the big eyes. Yeah. That's Gowron. Okay. He would just intimidate me because he's a man that doesn't blink. And then Duras would stab me in the back before I realized there was even a fight going on because Duras was behind the death of Worf's parents. <gasps> I want to fight that guy then. Uh, That's well, the one I'm going for because I've got something to say about that because nobody messes with Worf. To be fair, Worf killed him with a bat left to the heart already. Okay, okay. all right. Well, then that's the one I'm fighting <laughs> yeah, because it's already, he's already, already gone. That is amazing. <laughs> that's my answer. Stays Wait, the same. <laughs> hang on. Didn't Worf kill Gowron as well? <gasps> I thought Gosh, Gowron Worf. is dead too. Yeah. Man. Well, either way, I'm taking Gowron or Duros then. Apparently that's it. But great question. Give me some more Klingon on stuff yeah yeah give us the Klingon stuff uh why does it sound dirty when ian says jacket jacket sounds too oh, much like no. oh god okay well we'll just skip over that comment jacket. sorry about that i didn't know what i was clicking on when i clicked on that i apologize i'm saying jacket not never mind um final frontier is better than first contact i'll let myself out stop throwing things i Did love we... that you guys are just like saying things that are uh, like you're are you okay did we did, did we okay? find a way to boot people from the stream can yes. anybody okay yeah good. we can block people i really hope no you know what love what you love josh that's fine if you love if if you it hurts <sighs> are you okay if you love final frontier more than first contact that's okay i just can't finish that sentence no i, I will for you you can like whatever you want to like in whatever way you want to like it and it's okay that it's different than what Ian likes because Ian isn't the captain of all Star Trek. I just want to let you guys know that. Next question. <laughs> oh, no. Slab needs <laughs> needs a Danae describes an episode badly Twitter account. And that's, that's all it is. No, badly? I mean, you did great. I thought I did pretty good. I definitely didn't remember some of the names of the aliens, but I thought I did pretty good. You didn't think I did very well? No, you did great. Thank Slab you. thinks you did badly. Slab! Um, oh, if we, JCD says, if we haven't added In the Pale Moonlight from DS9 to the watch list, we should. But the, there is one problem with In the Pale Moonlight. It is unsinnable. Because, it, no, it is unsinnable. It's you, so okay. great. You cannot tell me that something is unsinnable. It's unsinnable. Because I will sin it. So most and, of... And, like, will our uh -huh. friendship, like, be okay after that? No. Because, and not you may be rejected from the entire Star Trek fandom. That's not true, though. N then it's toxic. This, oh, it's not toxic. It's just great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's, okay. it's incredible. Mm -hmm. I love these comments because it kind of like people who are Star Trek fans know what they're saying and they know what's going to happen to you and I both. Oh, yeah. As we chat about this. I mean. But I, like, I, I'm clueless. I, like, should we watch that with your dad? And then I'm just sin it the whole well, time. No, because, Would it ruin everything? No, because my dad doesn't like Deep Space Nine. So, so then we should watch it with him so that I have some backup. <laughs> I was not prepared for my dad to gang up on me with Danae against Star Trek. No, we'll be staying away from Deep Space Nine. Okay. Like, my mum hates it so much, she calls it Deep Shit Nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
no, but, but also my, amazing. My parents love TNG. They're like happy-go-lucky, okay. amazing. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just start in with some TNG then. I used to do a morning radio show um, with Aaron Dicer, who's mm. also on the CinemaSins The writer of TVSins. And I'll never forget the first time that somebody came up to me at an event, and they were just staring at me, and, <laughs> like, like really strangely and intently. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, that's you don't look anything like I thought you were going to look oh, like. Oh, interesting. And I didn't know how to handle that uh-huh. because they were having like a, it almost felt like a crisis. Like they'd been listening to me on the radio for mm. long enough that they had you built, built a picture. Of a course picture. you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. You shattered they, it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And they were really like, it was a minute. And then like, and then, oh, I think they said, I guess that's okay. Wow. <laughs> and wow. I said, yeah, I mean, you know what? You can just not, here, I'll turn around yep. and you can walk away. <laughs> Talk to the back of my head. Does that make you feel better? What an interesting way to be judged. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Zink Stoat says, I don't think Tendi's ever shown this side of her at all, which is why it was so great when she went full beast mode. Yeah, I'm glad that's kind of confirmed what I was thinking, that we haven't seen this deeper side of Tendi. Um, I love it. It's a beautifully crafted story of her butting against it and then having more of a history than the Ohio Orion. The Orion? Ohio Orion? The... Oh, Hiron. Oh, <sighs> just move your mouth, like move your lips a lot, like way too much. Hiron. But yellow. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm glad I wasn't completely in the in the. I did the like that, that moment too because Tendi was like still kind of herself as she was in beast mode. I think she said something to the effect of, we'll talk about it later. Don't bother me right now. I'm in pirate mode. Like she even just sort of was trying to be kind to just like, yeah, don't talk to me. We'll get we'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. I really like that a lot. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Um, Quickly, before we move on to the next one, I've just lost a I've lost a comment that I wanted to pull up. It is. It's gonna sing until he finds a comment that he wants to put onto the screen until he runs out of a breath and then he'll still continue to the singing. He may pass out, but it's really annoying because he can't find the center comment that he wants to put up on the screen. It's really hurting because it's done. I'm just gonna have to say it out loud. Okay. Nope. Holy shit! Oh. That was amazing. <sighs> Clip that. <sighs> Somebody fucking clip that. <sighs> okay, the comment was that I can't find now, and I've actually gone no, dizzy. No, you can't just move on. That what? was fucking awesome. Thank you. Um, it. Okay. Anyway, the co- <laughs> you're like really shocked that I managed to keep that going. It was great. Thank you. Um, it Jeez, was to be. Where is the- that's why you're captain you know because yeah. you can do that you know you can just like riff like that yeah. it's like that um like all i can do is a doobie doob so you're like that's what i needed i needed somebody to background my doobie doobs snapping yeah this it's like the tenacious d song which is it was like and now they can't stop talking because i'm always singing inward singing is the name of that song josh zero tasha yar got the data transfer oh my this is another rude joke today okay because tasha and data are we going back into the the docking stuff? No, I'm, like, like, I'm, is it time? I mean, in time? that situation, I don't know who got docked. <laughs> Can you remind me the next time I get sassy that I just shouldn't doubt you as a captain? I'm always reminding you of that. 
I've set a little like alarm. And yet I forget on your phone. And yet I forget. Good morning, Danae. Do not doubt your captain. <laughs> Bring him a coffee instead. Uh, Did you not think it was weird that you keep bringing me coffees? <laughs> like you, you get like in the car, I do. drive fifteen yeah. minutes, get me a coffee. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a forty-five minute round trip yeah. just to get you coffee. Worth it. Hey, worth it for me. I I really like this. is a great one to end on. Applicon, I think they're building up to something happening to Bold Boimler at the end of the season. I think that has to be it, doesn't it? He does something super bold that results in the time travel shenanigans that gets him sent to Strange New Worlds land, or he dies, or... Because the other thing is, like, Jack Quaid is arguably the biggest star on the show. Can they hold on to him? Who's Jack Dan- Quaid? Jack Quaid voices Boimler, sorry. Oh, okay, um, I see. And he's, um, he was most recently in a Scream movie. He's in The Boys, um, which is a show that we send, but I don't know if you wrote the boys or not. But he's like he's doing a lot of stuff right now. So maybe I, they are gonna kill off Boimler. I don't think that's I would a bad love prediction. To see him take a crew. Like to be able uh, to kind of get up and yeah. then take a crew. I think that'd mm-hmm. be a really neat way yeah. to show how like up the progression of someone's story. Mm. So yeah, they're doing something, whether it's because the actor needs to have more space or mm-hmm. not. I, I love what they're doing. As long yeah. as they're as long as the characters on screen are still exciting. And I think, mm-hmm. again, the thing that this show can do so well is to bring back characters that technically wouldn't be that aged and bring back the voice actors, mm-hmm. match them up with the animation version of themselves and still be able to have a lot of fun on a show like this. Yeah. So, I No, I love it. Totally agree. I think that would be, I think that's almost certainly what's going to happen. Wow. 